0: Press the max. Press max. Always,
1: every single week, I think you're saying hi no, <laughs> yeah, listeners. No, but hi listeners. And then I'm like, oh no, wait, we have to well, Nobody knows we're here, they can't see us.
0: <laughs> but they can hear us in their ear holes, whatever you are in the world.
1: Dirty, dirty ear
0: holes. Oh, we're coming in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, this
2: was a family guy when they start like doing it in their ears so they don't get pregnant. Yes. <laughs> 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 there's an episode Family Guy, like that's atrocious.
0: I suppose there's worse places you could... Oh, like that movie I watched last night called Society. Honestly, one of the most fucked up things I've ever watched. It was made in 1989. I mean, the guy's mullet, the, the guy the 25-year-old who was playing a teenage guy, <laughs> His mullet was quite disturbing, but we think he, he was a cross between Michael J. Fox and Rob Lowe, cause he was quite short, but he had the look of Rob Lowe about him. And he basically is about um this guy whose family are all weird, but they live in a massive mansion in Beverly Hills. And it turns out his family are like part of this elite society where they all fuck each other, and they can sort of like shapeshift. So at one point, at the end. They do what they call a shunting, and it turns out this guy—I'm um, spoiling this mm-hmm. film, but I doubt you watch it anyway—and he's—he's called. He—he um, he thinks he's adopted. He's like, I don't think I belong in this family. I'm not like them. At one point, he opens the shirt. His sister's having a shower, and he's looking for his like tan, tanning lotion. And he opens the door My sister's having a shower. Because before he does that, he sees her shower in the shadow of her. But it looks like her head's backwards and her tits are on her back. And he's like, what the fuck? So he opens the door and she's just stood there naked, like looking normal. And he's like, what the hell? Perfect. So they try and make him out to be crazy when he isn't. Because he's seen a psychiatrist as well. But the psychiatrist is part of the society. So he's trying to make out that what he's saying is, is nonsense. And he's you know he's like i'm going mad i've got evidence and then they cover it up so basically at the end he the reason why he was adopted is because they wanted to eat him so (laughs) what they were waiting to fatten him up (laughs) no they didn't fatten him up or anything but there was this other guy who was trying to tell him about the society and they staged him crashing in his van So it looked like that he died in a car accident just about when, like, Billy was going to try and get another copy of the tape that he had of his sister having some sort of orgy with her parents. Oh, my God, that's that's just... Right, but he wasn't dead. Instead, he faked his death and he took him to an asylum and then brought him out at the end for the shunting party. And he said, this is what's going to happen to you, Billy. Watch and learn. So this poor guy's brought in naked... And they all start like kissing, like putting their mouths on him and licking him and stuff. Then their faces start to merge with him, the victim, and they're all sort of like merged in as one big fleshy thing. And then there's the mayor of the town, he comes in and he goes right and he shoves his fist right up this guy's arse and it goes through his mouth, through his head. (laughs) It's just like, what the fuck is this all about, man? He goes. It really is, and then Billy goes into another room and he finds his his mother and his sister have sort of merged together, and his sister's head comes out of her mum's vagina, and uh, his dad or his his fake dad, his head is his face is also his arsehole, and he goes to Billy, ha ha ha, Billy, you always said I was a big butt <laughs> <laughs> So they eventually get him right, and he's they they think you think oh he's dead now, but the uh, one of the guys who was fucking his sister is part of the society as well. They have a fight, and then he starts kissing him right. So you think oh he's fucked in. That's him going to end up being sucked like through I don't know merged with the other people, but then all of a sudden he just pushes him away, and this guy's lips are just like puckered and they're all like moving about vibrating. It's hilarious you need to see it. And then what he does is he takes his arm and he twists it and shoves it up his asshole so that it goes so his own arm goes up his own ass and it goes through his mouth so that he pulls himself inside out that's just and that's how he defeats
2: them. just just <laughs> wrong like just
0: actual wrong so that was a great start to the podcast that we're talking
1: about god i think it really like a uh, introduces really well the topic that we're doing this week it's yeah. like so, it's so closely related.
0: But then it made me think, is that what the royal family and the, the elites do with their spare
1: time? I mean,
0: her people and probably. yeah. So what kind of gods are you gonna be talking about, Mark?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, not gods that are related to anything. <laughs> you know yeah. So I couldn't pick my favourite god between Durga and Abraxas because I like them both for different reasons uh, and because I'm indecisive. So I'm just going to do both.
0: Okay, go So okay.
1: I'm going to start with Durga. So Durga is a Hindu goddess. She's mm-hmm. great. Her name translated into English means the fork because she's like a bit of a tank, which I'm a fan of. I like originally Durga wasn't a god she was a water spirit and in hindu mythology water spirits are like basically like living bits of water so we have an atman in us which is like our spirit that animates us and they have and then you've got these water spirits and it's like an animated bit of water so it's not like she was originally a god or anything human like but she was given form by a group of male gods because basically they were battling this demon that was called Maheshash... Sorry, Maheshash... <laughs> I'm going to say this wrong multiple times. Maheshashura, which I have okay. to say very slowly. Maheshasura. So they were battling this Mahashasura, and they were like, oh, he keeps battering us because... Or it keeps battering us because we're all gods and we're not strong enough to beat him. We need a goddess because... In Hinduism, or definitely in like traditional Hinduism, they've got that whole thing where the goddesses are stronger than the gods because women are stronger than men because women are just made yes. of, like, tougher stuff. And
0: yeah, like Shiva is God. Is it Shiva, the god of war, goddess of war? Sorry.
1: So Shiva, which kind of ties in with the reason I like Durga as well, Shiva's technically the god of war, so he is male. But the reason oh yeah,
0: he yeah, is yeah so sorry, dances and it's because
1: he's like androgynous, kind so of gender queer god
0: Kali was the one I was thinking of getting sorry. Kali is apologies the <laughs> goddess
1: like... of chaos and destruction
0: yeah I like her
1: and she's like the more powerful version of Shiva
0: she's a bit like Sekhmet in ancient Egypt she's the lion-headed goddess who went mental trying to kill everyone and the other gods had to stop her by poisoning her putting her to sleep oh.
1: <laughs> like they oh, are so
2: simple, aren't they yeah <laughs> So
1: they basically they needed like a goddess such as Kali to stop this uh, demon, but the goddesses weren't available, they're were all busy doing their own thing. So they decided to make a goddess. So this group of four god male gods got together and they formed a like godly body for This water spirit Um, and the godly body was so strong that that was why it was like a fort. And again, Durga means the fort. So that's where she came from. So she's like worshipped by most Hindu sects. She's like their goddess of what we tend to say is like the war goddess, but she's not really because they don't really have a war goddess, which again, I think is cool. So she's actually the goddess of strength and protection. So the reason that she's their war goddess is because she, like, protects villages, and she gives people strength and bravery, so it's more about, like, looking after other people than it is about, like, you know.
0: Like, defending yourself kind Yeah. Of thing, rather like, than modern offense.
1: political war, like, invading countries and stuff, it's like, no, you should never invade yeah. else's land. It's about, like, protecting people that are weaker than you. What she goes on to do, so after they give her a body, she defeats, basically, they're like, you have to kill Mahashura, Mahash, Mahash, Ah, Mahash, just,
0: can we just call him Mahash?
1: Yeah. Okay. So they're like, you have to kill Mahash, and she's like, why do I have to kill Mahash? I can't just kill somebody I've never met before. That seems out of order. And they're like, well, he's terrorizing all these people, he's ruining villages, and she's like, all right, well, that sounds out of order. So then she goes, and in fact, I like this bit of the story as well. So they're like, okay, they mount their horses. They're like, so we'll give you a horse, and she's like, I'm not riding a horse. Like, why would I want to ride a horse? And she summons um, a battle line, much like He-Man, out of <laughs> <Battle> <laughs>
0: uh, <cat>. like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she summons it and it comes like running out of the local woodland and then she climbs on that and basically they gallop into battle and the male gods are like mahash we're gonna mess you up we've got someone on our side now and mahash is all like ah, ha, ha i will destroy you and she just walks over and jams a trident through his chest and he immediately dies and it's like all right Mike, can i carry on with my life also just like her general look So, kind of like Shiva, she's very androgynous, like, it's clear that she has a goddess and she's female, but she's, like, very broad-shouldered, very square-jawed, like, she's a very handsome woman, really tall, she's taller than, like, all the other gods when she's painted with them. She's always painted with at least eight arms, if not more, and her arms... Each of them, she holds a weapon that she's, like, specifically trained to use. So it means when she's out protecting people, she's always got at least eight different weapons to protect them with.
0: I love that they all have, mass like, loads of arms. It's just really cool to me.
1: Well, the reason for that as well is that it's, like, so they've got that sort of animalistic side to them. Mm. So she's not, well, she's not fully human because she's also an elemental. Like, she's made out of water internally. But she's also not fully human or so she's also not fully human or animal and so she's Mm -hmm. got multiple limbs like an insect because that means that it's representing that she's beyond human
0: Mm, which makes sense
1: and then a whole like androgyny thing's important there as well because it's like well she's she has a she, but she's beyond gender, so she's not really male or female. And yeah, so from that point on, when she's, like, gouged him to death with her trident, her she trident. sort of cuts about uh, battle and evil. She travels all over the globe. There's all these different stories about her protecting people from evil. Over time, one of her eyes is removed, and it's replaced with an eye the colour of the moon, and that eye represents desire because she's so desirable because she's so like, beautiful and handsome at the same time. And, does uh, she have
0: any consorts?
1: I don't think she does. I like it. <laughs> no, I don't think in any of the stories she does. She just, like, is talking about being, all well, independent and great. Independent um, woman? <laughs> <laughs> she uh, then, so, yes, yeah, she loses one of her eyes and then gets a new eye, which is the colour of the moon. I don't know why the moon, I mean, I get the moon desire. Okay, fair sure it is. And then she loses um, her other eye, and then it gets replaced with a red eye and that represents how knowledgeable she is. And then she grows an eye in the middle of her head and it's the eye of action because she's just like always out doing something. She's like a lady of action. And I quite like that she has three eyes as well. I think that's fun. Well,
0: that's quite yet,
1: Travels about, as I say, and evil, and um, She vows to combat the forces that threaten peace, prosperity and threaten to stop other people's dharma. So Dharma is the idea in Hinduism that, like, there's the right path for you and you know what that is in yourself and you should be doing that. So basically, it's not just that she's, like, battling demons. It's the idea that, like, like if you're a kid and you're really into, I don't know, comics and other kids are being mean to you, but you're going to grow up and be a comic book artist, then she might, like, randomly show up and be like, here, kids, stop being a fuckhead and just slap the bullies about a bit. So fan of that. Also, like, like, she randomly appears in other stories about other gods. So, like, you know the story of Ganesh? hmm So, in the story of Ganesh, like, obviously he's a god's child and he loses his head and then they have to find another head for him. So they find yeah. an elephant head. But then she randomly shows up later in the story and it's just like a kind of, like, subplot where... The elephant that's head they've taken, his mum is obviously devastated because her child's dead. And she's like grieving by the side of a lake and she meets Durga. And Durga's like, oh, why are you so upset? And she explains to her and she's like, so she goes to fight Shiva, who's Ganesh's dad. And Shiva (laughs) explains that he didn't know anything about it and was like, oh no, it was this guy, the buffalo demon, who's like a demon (laughs) with buffalo. How
0: do we know it was really the buffalo demon and Shiva wasn't just, you know, (laughs) scapegoating him so she would kill him?
1: Shiva may have be been lying, but in the actual <laughs> story, it's the, bu- the buffalo <laughs> demon does bring the head. And Shiva's like, well, the buffalo demon told me that he just found the head. It was a discarded elephant head, which makes no sense, but okay. And then, again, she goes to speak to the buffalo demon. But I like, again, and any of the stories about her, part of the reason I find her quite entertaining is she goes after the buffalo demon for upsetting this mother elephant, and she tracks him down. And then she's like, are you the buffalo demon? And he says, yes. And she said, did you provide the elephant head? And he's like, yes. And she says, oh... Did you tear it from a baby elephant? And he like laughs again maniacally and is like yes. And then she takes out her sword and just like hacks him into bits. And he's like he just killed That extreme. <laughs> he did kill someone's child, so I think it's fine. Okay. But well, yeah, so yeah,
0: feel- that, that reminds me of my goddess Hecate because she she also defends the animal kingdom. But I'll get to that later.
1: Maybe Hecate and Durga would be like pals. I
0: think, I think they would. Because they don't yeah, have husbands, so something else they have in common. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that's, like, my, my chat about Durga. I feel like it's just, like, a Durga overview, but I'm a fan. Like, she's cool. And then, so I couldn't decide between her and... So, I mean, I like her because I think, like, like I'd like to be pals with her. <laughs> yeah, Braxis is the other god that I was thinking, oh, maybe we wanted to do him. So I'll talk about him, too. Um, who I just like because he's, like, quite weird.
0: And where's he so from?
1: He's... Well, for, one of the things I think is interesting about him is that he's... A bra- like f- the worship of Abraxas itself was like a kind of monotheistic religion, but it was practiced in loads of places all over the world. So there's archaeologists have found carvings or images of Abraxas in so many different places on all the continents that it seems like he was worshipped like really, really widely, almost globally. Uh, there's a lot of like Abraxas worship historically in Egypt and in Greece. But he's not part of like the ancient Egyptian pantheon or the ancient pantheon.
0: So how far back are we talking? Are we talking about Neolithical or like before the Abrahamic religions came into place, or was it during that time? We're definitely
1: talking about before the Abrahamic religions, right? Came into place, so we're
0: Interesting.
1: Maybe like five, six thousand BC.
0: Oh. Yeah. And it's weird how it, if it was that long ago—that they all sort of—he he was his name was spread about the globe because it's not as if they had a lot of mass communications back then.
1: Yeah, that was a, like kind of part of why I find him interesting. There's not really any answer for that, but that's yeah, that's what I found interesting about him. Like,
0: I wonder I if he's an was alien. Not enough to, <laughs> to
1: do him just on his own. But okay. uh, why is it that that he was worshipped everywhere? He's an alien, maybe. Like I just, I do, I just think that's really fascinating because I'm like, well, he spread out over the globe. I suppose the other logical answer for it is maybe he was like an early African deity, and as people spread out from Africa,
2: right, the mm. deity.
1: Him, he's like which, the
2: original deity maybe yeah
1: which is possible but i like the idea that i actually quite like the idea in my head that maybe he is the actual god and everyone's just forgotten about him and part of the reason that i like that he's, is just because he's that like, makes oh, me sad yeah but he'll be fine about it he's cool um, <laughs> so part of the reason i like that idea is because i just think this would be funny if this is what god turned out to be like okay so to be a powerful warrior which i'm like cool yeah and i get if we're going back that far you know being a powerful warrior defending your tribe that's going to be important but what makes him different from other powerful warriors is one he's an immortal being which is obviously quite different Uh, and two although he has like a strong male torso uh, and like big ass arms instead of him a man's head he has the head of a rooster what legs, he has snakes
0: why sounds scary like how can he walk with snake legs yeah like like I mean, it's not
1: like he's got a snake tail, like he literally has two snakes for legs. Like on <laughs> So he's always depicted with where each of his like thighs would start is like a thick snake body that goes down into ending at a snake's head. He
0: sounds he's like you know
1: about sorry.
0: He sounds like the result of that game consequences. remember when you would fold a bit of paper you would draw a head and then you'd fold it pass it through to the next person and they would draw whatever they like a chest and then the other person drew like some legs so and then you opened it up and you would get some weird sort of (laughs) hybrid thing I also really like that idea because
1: it's like people were paying consequences but maybe we were like draw God and then (laughs) we'll do that everyone was like yeah agreed
0: (laughs) clearly that's what God looks like (laughs) yeah
1: So, something else that again there's not like a lot of information on him but I like his image is interesting, the fact that he's found all over the globe is interesting mm-hmm. and then what I really like about him is that obviously the reason that we know he was definitely in Egypt and Greece is because we had like of praxis worship in both those countries and it carried on for long enough to be documented and actually in uh, small pockets in Egypt and Greece it carried on uh, with the view that he was the sort of one true god, this all powerful god until after the existence of Christianity. There was actually some people who in like the second century were still worshiping Abraxas and believed which I thought was quite interesting when you think of like literal Christians and their view on Satan and stuff like that Uh they believed that Jesus was like kind of a rip-off of Abraxas (laughs) and that
2: people had made
1: him up like, evil, wicked Abraxas deniers had made him up, uh, that he wasn't a real historical figure, and he'd just been made up to try and tempt people away from the truth of Abraxas, which I find quite an entertaining idea.
0: It's just sort um, what the Christians would did to, like, the pagan gods, I suppose. Well, that's
1: exactly what it was about. Yeah, so then the Christians kind of turned that in his head and did what they always do, where around about, like, the third or the fourth century... Abraxas worship started to fall off because Christianity had rebranded him as a demon. Yeah,
0: of course. They
1: kept referring to him as the demon Abraxas and he's one of the, like, you know when they have that whole, the writings which we discussed before, I think in one of our very like, early episodes, mm. all the different demons of hell and all the named demons. Yeah. So Abraxas becomes one of those named demons of hell.
0: Nah, that's that's really pissed me off now. I know, rude. We, we, go Abraxas, bring him back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> more, more Abraxas all the time. We should
0: build a temple to Abraxas just to fuck people.
1: Another thing that, and again, this is is kind of the last thing I found out about Abraxas because, again, not that much known, but I really like this. So, uh, Gnosticism, so basically the idea of being like a monk or a nun, so men and women abstaining from sex and giving away all of their worldly possessions and like devoting themselves entirely to their gods. The first religion that historically we know ever practiced that was. Uh, like a Brax, a Braxis religion or a Braxis worship. So the earliest documentation of anybody doing that, like pre Christianity, pre Judaism, mm. Hinduism, pre Buddhism, yeah. uh, this idea of kind of taking holy orders and devoting your life and effectively being married to your god was with the Braxis worshippers. So you had the people who were at the very top of a Braxis worship, the kind of um, holy men and women that were leading all the services. They would practice this and they would devote themselves to Abraxas. So the worshippers of him also kind of invented the idea of being a a holy man or woman, which I thought was quite interesting.
0: Do we know anything else about Abraxas in terms of what his benevolence was or was he a a, a fair god or was he a a, a god to be feared? Do we know any traits of him or was he just a chill guy?
1: Pre his um, demon rebranding, he just seemed very chill. It was just a sort of Abraxis will just bring a you good fortune. Abraxis right. kind to you. If Abraxas knows that you worship Abraxas, then <laughs> the mother will will be more, you know, kind, and you'll have better farming conditions. And
0: well, like yeah, it just yeah, was a kind to, of, to help your life, really. Yeah. Like he him. was
1: just. A, I kind of like
0: the idea of a just constantly calling himself a Braxus and referring to himself <laughs> as a Braxus. <laughs> like
1: he shows up at sermons always late because his legs are snakes, and like a Braxus here, a his legs are snakes. As yeah. you aware you're looking at Abraxas. <laughs> <laughs> so he's
0: got a Braxus? His head is very, um, he's very like a peacock type guy. He's very like proud of his look, and he looks after his guns. I
1: mean, he does clearly work out because any of the carbons of him, like he's—I'm not going to say he's fat because he's <laughs> to snakes for legs, but you know, for a wooster headed snake-legged man—he's relatively attractive, I suppose.
0: He's got like leather trousers, hasn't he? In the terms of like snake skin trousers, yeah, and a favorite hat.
1: Yeah, he's ruffling hats.
0: Probably- like, now what? I'm thinking of him as
1: like some sort of guy that's a bit like sleazy in a club. Where I'm like,
0: uh, abraxas <laughs> wants, wants to buy you a drink. <laughs> a wants to take a, you home with a Braxis tonight.
1: <laughs> you know, baby, if you go home with a that's me, a Braxis. You <laughs> will think that the weather will be in your favour. <laughs> I'll create good farming conditions for all your... Fa- Sorry, why did I say I? Abraxas will create yes. good farming conditions <laughs> for all your family. So yeah, it's a toss-up between the two of them for my, my favourite god, Durga, because she's kick-ass, and Abraxas, because he's, entered- <laughs> he's... Abraxas? Abraxas, because he's Abraxas.
0: Abraxas. Abraxas.
2: Abraxas.
1: And nobody says no says no to Abraxas.
2: He needs no introduction. He <laughs>
0: doesn't. He introduces himself constantly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's known all over the world because he's just constantly going about saying i am a abraxas
1: i like the idea actually that maybe he made all the carbons of himself and then was just like backpacking around the world and just showing up at random places and being like hello random chinese tribe it's me a abraxas and me affairs have catch you. i'm off well um, yeah that's that's my favorite gods leslie would you like to to regale us is one of your favourite gods?
0: Yeah, I'm going to talk about Hecate. Uh, so Hecate is a Greek goddess, um, usually associated with magic, witchcraft, ghosts, necromancy, the night and the moon. So she, oh, yeah, I really like her because she is, she's like, she's she was a titan. So the titans were basically the enemies of the Mount Olympus Greek gods, even though Zeus was the son of a Titan, he was the son of Cronus, but Cronus ate his own children, so he was a bit of an arsehole. So they battled. <laughs> so, yeah, but so was Zeus, as we we've like talked about awesome. before. Yeah. So so Hecate was basically uh, honoured by Zeus. He liked her. She was this. She was the daughter of two Titans. They were one of them was called Perseus and Asteria. That's her parents. Although some people describe her as the daughter of Zeus and Demeter, but I like to think that she isn't that. She's the daughter of those two titans. So because she's a titan and Zeus quite likes her, he let her have dominion over the earth and the sea and part part a lot of powers that he basically locked all the other titans away but he honored her because she's like kind of neutral she doesn't really side with like the titans or him i don't know she's just a nice person
1: i was gonna say that already makes me like her that like yeah have argument and she's like look i'm not getting involved
0: <laughs> yeah even though her parents are titans and whatever <laughs> She's known for carrying... Her symbols are two torches. Uh, She's always depicted as a a, sort of... Like, you say, like, with... What was the Hindu goddess you were talking about? Durfa?
1: Durga.
0: Durga. Durga. She's quite a handsome woman. She's not, like, because she's the daughter of a titan, she's not exactly a beautiful feminist. You know what I mean? She's, like, quite a a strong woman and handsome-looking. And she carries... She's, like sporty she's like a huntress as well so people often um, associate her with artemis the goddess of hunting and who's also a moon goddess as well what she's famous for as well is because um persephone who was she was taken kidnapped by well i don't know i think hades and her were having a thing anyway but oh (laughs) shit she might have claimed that hades kidnapped her and took her down to hades but no one else witnessed this act apart from Hecate, who was just living in a cave at the time, and she she witnessed it all. Um, so when Demeter was like looking for her and the gods were looking for her, Zeus was like, does anyone know where Persephone is?" And Hecate's like, I I saw I saw Hades take her away to the underworld." So she's like, "I, I can show you the way. It's fine." So she's got that's why she's got her two torches, so she would. She, she went to she led Demeter Persephone's mother into Hades using her torches to light the way and she found Persephone and Demeter's like oh thanks so much for that and Hecate said right I know you want your daughter back and everything but what I'll do is I'll just stay with her and I can be your companion for a while you know so she's got female company which is really nice of her and she became, like, her advisor and everything. And that's why she has, like, the keys to the underworld and the the, the living world. So she can move in between, like, the, the, the world of the dead and the world of the living. That's why the, she's, like, a goddess of ghosts. Because she has the power yeah. to open gateways so she's also associated she's often depicted carrying keys as well and a lot of people in the greek times and maybe even today they would have statues of hecate at their crossroads or in their threshold Mm -hmm. um so that she protects people like evil spirits from crossing in to your home and she and the reason why she's often depicted as well as the statue she's like a, like a free free headed goddess or a free woman goddess and there's quite a lot of different ones like that around mythology so you got, you've got, you got like the norms who are the three goddesses that guard um Idrassel in um, Norse mythology or they're like the fate she's sort of like that as well she represents youth age and virginity or something like that I don't know motherhood So, even though she's not a mother, she is a virgin goddess. She doesn't have any kids or anything like that. And she is also... There was an interesting thing here about... There was a Trojan queen. You know how Troy? Yeah. Yeah. So, when Troy fell because of the battle, because of Paris and Helen, the queen... Hecabe was captured. Rather than be stoned to death or whatever, she leapt into the sea after the fall of Troy, and Hecate felt sorry for her and transformed her into a dog, a black dog, and she became her, like, familiar. And there was also another story of she also had a polecat, which was also one of her animal companions. There's two stories about this, one of which was that the cat was originally a witch called gail and which is i think really weird it?
1: then he's ready to say gail <laughs> <Gale>, yeah <laughs> the pole cat was originally a witch called wee mags
0: yeah well she was turned into a pole cat as punishment because she had incontinence. what so she pissed herself now and then so like it, it was like i'm putting up with that crap you can just be a pole cat from now on <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe she was trying to do her a favour and was just a bit confused. Like, oh. I know you were upset about your incontinence, so it made you a polecat. Like, uh,
0: no, actually, I made? got that wrong. It wasn't Hecate that was annoyed with her incontinence. It was someone else. It was um, a midwife. She, no, she was a midwife and she was incontinent. And she was transformed by an enraged goddess called elefia But Hecate was like no, you can be my polecat. Because in Greek mythology, a polecat was like a filthy rat thing. So if you were transformed into a polecat, it was a shameful thing. And you had to like live. And they believed that polecats mated in a disgusting way. So it was like a really shameful thing to be. So Hecate, feeling sorry for her, said, come on then, you can join my, me with my um, black, go- uh, black dog pet, who was the queen of um, Troy. And you can... I can't reverse the curse, but you can attend to me as my assistant. Yeah, like a better life, almost. I really
1: want to watch an HBO series about the three of them, like, travelling around (laughs) together. The poor cat midwife, Hecate, who just sounds really cool, and then a dog. I'd also like the dog to be mute in it, but for Hecate just to be like, and this is the queen.
2: (laughs) I've just Googled, like, a picture of her, because I just trying to imagine what she looks like. And, like, obviously she's absolutely stunning. Um, but yeah, she's carrying that flame. But then, you know how you were saying she's three-headed? Like, I've just sent you guys the picture as well. And she's got, like, almost, like, two ghosts down there. And maybe yeah. it depends, like, kind well, of... Well, they realm. said that it
0: was because, like, she could look in all directions for, mm. like, ghosts or um evil but yes. although she was like a benevolent goddess she could give you she could grant your wishes basically but she could also take them away and make your life hell if she didn't like you which of course Fair she's enough. got every right
2: to do exactly <laughs> mm. pictures of her really cool, actually i
0: really yeah i really like her i think there's more stories about her so, as well there's
2: some she's got like two dogs with her like a lot of these pictures she's got two dogs with yeah
0: her. she is associated with dogs Mm -hmm. um and um she does love animals she protects animals so if you're like if you like there was something like if you're a witch if you practice witchcraft and Mm -hmm. and you want to feel hecate's presence or you feel like hecate's around you then you might have a career as a vet or something helping animals and things like that then you've been blessed by hecate she has animal powers Yeah. yeah
2: cool so yeah i like her There's some of these pictures she's got like eagles with her or, like some sort of bird to prey going on there as well i, so. I enjoy
1: the picture you sent because she looks cool but also like the um the dog queen looks absolutely nuts like look at her eyes <laughs> her, like, she just looks like she's going like ah, i'm the queen <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was also the goddess of boundaries and in between spaces so that's where like because she's she's sort of lived in hades for a while and she can cut about wherever she wants over here so that's why um and and her, her i think her name works hard from far away i'm really not sure what that's supposed to mean though she seems proper cool, though like she almost seems yeah. a like she's her. so she's goddess of both the living world and the underworld which is why a lot of witch witches associate themselves with her that makes sense Let's them together And she's one of the few deities to actually have that power to move between the realms, but she also had the control of passage of others so she could stop someone from entering the underworld or she could send dead into the living world if she wanted to. She could bring people back to life. That's why witches can use her powers or something. I think I'd rather call upon Hecate than the traditional witch calling upon Satan and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: seems like she might not be an asshole.
0: (laughs) and because dogs are associated with her often in the ancient stories people could hear the howling and barking of her sacred animal when her magic was used nearby mm-hmm. so if you're ever out and about and you need help from hecate and you hear some dogs barking she's got your back
2: oh my god that was like terrifying that. you know i think Aww. really <laughs>
1: I like that we both have quite different reactions to that. No,
2: Imagine if you're out in the middle of the night and, like, you really need help and then you start hearing dogs barking. You'll be like, shit. This heck is, oh,
0: yeah, you probably think, oh, shit, there's dogs after me.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Oh. So, because she was a goddess of boundaries, she had the power to provide fortune or misfortune into people's lives. Because she could basically send demons after you or, go- or ghosts or whatever, or she could like move nature to it's help you. Out. Yeah, depending on how you are. I think if you're a bit of a bastard, if you're not cool, then that's what she'll do. I think she's a fair goddess. She's merciful because she feels sorry for people that other gods bully, and then she takes them in. You know, she yeah. protects women like the the queen of Troy. They were going to kill her basically, and she couldn't. Really stop her from like the only way she could save her was to turn her into a dog
2: basically (laughs) an immortal dog yeah she doesn't seem like she's like an Mm -hmm. asshole oh
0: this is a really nice story about her which i'll finish up on so this just it's an example of hecate's protective nature and it also involves her sacred animals so it's a story of how the polecat which i mentioned earlier became one of her companions so there's two stories so the other story about the polecat besides the Gale one, is that Alchemy, Alch, Alchme, oh, I can't say her name, Alcmene. she was the mother of Hercules. And obviously Hera didn't like her because like Zeus banged her and cheated on her. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Hera <laughs> attempted to stop the child's birth. She convinced her daughter, Eliphaia, the goddess of childbirth, and the, Mo- Mo- the Moirai, the fates, to prevent the birth. So she was in labour. But she couldn't give birth to Hercules. So she was basically in eternal labour. Which is shit. <laughs> the Morai crossed their arms. And Eliphia refused to help the labouring woman. Seeing her friend in pain. Galphius tricked the Morai into thinking. The child had been born. Despite their interference. So when they heard this. The Morai uncrossed their arms. Releasing the bonds that kept the infant Hercules from the earth. In revenge for the trick. Eliphia turned Galphius into a polecat. What the hell, what the hell are these people? Like, they're just so spiteful. Gala, yeah, Galapheus was a daughter of some guy called Proteus and a friend of Alcimene. So she was basically trying to help her friends not be in eternal agony in labour. So, I mean, fair enough. And that's where it comes in where I said earlier that it would, that was a terrible fate by turning into a polecat because they had in dirty holes and they had a, a grotesque and unnatural way of mating. But I like polecats and they're not like ferrets. There's nothing more yeah, than. Mm. So Hecate I've never seen the
1: late, though, I'm wondering like how horrific it is was so turned into our society. And, like, <laughs> is it like what society are we that
0: film? <laughs> she <could sighs> the curse. but she made the polecat her sacred servant. But then again, there was a story about the she she cursed a witch named gail to be a pole cat for discussing her with incontinence and abnormal desire. So there's loads of different stories about the polecat So on one hand. She's feeling sorry for the person who's been turned into a polecat, and in other stories, she's the one that turned a witch into a polecat for being on continents and then making her a slave. So I really don't know which one to believe, but I'd want to believe the one that she helps people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's the goddess of three parts. Yeah, that's Hecate, basically.
2: <laughs> I do like her. She sounds really cool. Yeah, she's cool. Fair if uh, you hung about
1: with her, would you rather that she turned you into a dog or a polecat?
0: A dog. dog. Not a dog. A big dog. Okay, will you be a, pool like, cat. Okay, well, be a pool cat then and I'll just a dog Yeah, sorry, I don't
1: know why I said that, like, why are the two of you forcing me to be a dog and get so the two dogs. <laughs> if you're a big dog, Leslie, then if Yaz is a wee dog, then she could ride on your back and I could ride on your head.
0: Okay, so well, that's fair enough. Yay! Yay. I, I like the idea of being able to uh, travel between like, the living and the dead. I like that as well yeah that sounds quite good
2: actually we'll talk to people
0: so as yeah, so you're going to tell us about loki who,
2: but loki! loki,
0: yeah yes.
2: well, for my favorite god absolutely love loki and Loki's awesome. not just because the marvel comic stuff yeah but
0: <laughs> <laughs> i am looking forward to the loki disney plus show coming out soon
2: i think it'll be a lot of fun i'm not heard of that that's, a, that's yeah. brilliant oh god that sounds so good no i freaking love loki anyway it's even in the marvel films i'm always cheering loki on not thor me too <laughs> Like,
0: I loved it when he went to when he when he said to Black Widow something about how she's a in quim.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favourite <laughs> lines in any Marvel film.
0: They, they managed to get away with that because they didn't realise how offensive that word was. <laughs> <laughs> that quim? You don't know what quim means? No. What do you think it means, Jazz?
1: I don't know what it means either, but it sounds vaginal. Is it bad? Yeah, Right,
0: have you ever seen the film Rob Roy with Liam Neeson? No. Oh, I've
2: just oh.
0: googled it. It's a fanny. Yeah, it's a fanny. It's your front bottom, it's your vagina, it's your pussy. It's a smell like in the movie Rob Roy, um again, the baddie Archibald Cunningham, who I totally was obsessed with, like played by Tim Roth, he's in bed, right <laughs> the um he's servant basically grabs one of him his servant who's played by Brian Cox, he grabs one of his maid servants who Archie Cunningham's banging. Puts his hands up her skirt, basically, and puts his fingers on her fanny. And then he goes to Archie Cunningham's bed, waves his fingers under his nose, and he says, he goes, a wee bit of quim in the morning just to wake you up. (laughs) 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 Just a thing to clear your head. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) disgusting. Yeah, so
2: that's what quim means. Oh, my God. Anyhow, (laughs) Anyways, so so Loki is, as you know, the trickster god and the deity of mayhem and mischief in Norse mythology rather than Marvel mythology. Um, he's one of the most well-known gods in Norse mythology. So I didn't actually know this, that he's at least half giant or some people like think he's giant giant because um, his, his mum and dad were giants, but his mum might possibly have been... Like as part of one of the lower goddesses, or she might have just been a giant. Um, but he tricked himself into like he sneaked his way in to make himself into a real proper god. And I didn't know that actually.
0: Well, yeah, as he's a trickster.
2: Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. He tricked his way into being a becoming a god. But yeah, because of that, that's why he always a lot of the stories about him. It's like he's kind of half on the gods' side and half on the, the giants' side mm. and so sometimes he'll help the gods of Asgard um, and sometimes he'll obviously go in there and insult them cause trouble and then Ragnarok he leads the giants into battle against Asgard because he's actually pretty mm. I know <laughs> I really just want to go watch like anything with <laughs> Loki looking at it <laughs> so loki's symbols are he's associated with mistletoe and um, oh. entertained snakes and everyone was his helmet with the two horns which i could have all thought of him for and his powers are he can shapeshift um and the stories, like once i was eating he turns himself he's really silly though he turns himself into a salmon or a horse <laughs> a steel, a flying an old woman <laughs> I'm like they're just shit <laughs>
0: fly I suppose would be quite handy yeah. really
1: I was thinking like similarly I'm like I, I would maybe shapeshift into salmon that seems quite fun and I would definitely shapeshift into an old woman
2: <laughs> you could get so much damage being an old woman
0: like I was saying to my you sister could, that day,
2: I was like see when you get to be an old lady you just say whatever the fuck you want yeah. that's People true are, oh, you get away with are, it. it's fine and all. So you get away with so much being a fly would be quite cool because i like a fly on the wall but the the seal I oh, like what <laughs> and the salmon um, I
0: think but, I read a story where he turned into like a horse once because he fancied another horse and wanted to bang yeah, it.
2: That's one of the stories <laughs> actually. This the sto- most ridiculous story I've ever heard. By the way. Yeah, so it's funny. Just it's got so much wrong with it. So basically, one of the times where Loki's helping the gods was they want they want to actually build Asgard, right. and I don't know how this happens because they're gods, but the gods run out of money and funds to build it. So they basically run out and all they'd built was a wall, which I'm also a bit like, I thought they were gods, I thought they would have. Yeah, I
1: like the idea that they're, like, they're gods.
2: Yeah. They, need a, they need a loan. Yeah, so with that, so Loki then comes up with this idea that he could get a giant to help them finish the job, because also the giant's a lot bigger and he's stronger and they can like build it quicker. So the gods agree and the giant agrees. But the giant says, well, if I'm going to do this, then I want the sun, the moon, and the goddess Freya as payment, because he absolutely fancies her. And um, so they agree that he can have these things if he finishes on time. But the gods are a bit like, oh, like, this is a bit dodgy, and like, what if we have to I'm
1: do I'm glad you were thinking that, because that was my exact thought. Like, yeah. if someone's like, I'll fix your garden wall, but also one of the two of you has to be their sex slave, I'd be like no (laughs) no there sorry there's
2: so many things back then it's like oh i'll give you my daughter to marry and i'll give you this person like women were very much like yeah like property yeah um but then loki basically assures them that the giant's never going to finish on time anyway so like it's fine like don't worry about it um but then they realize that the giant has got a huge stallion called sephildif I can't think of this word. So the fiery to help mm-hmm. him. So then the gods then get really nervous because they're like, oh, wait, no, it's not just a giant. It's a giant and a big, massive horse. <laughs> so this is where the horse thing comes in, Leslie. So ah, awesome. so okay. So as a result, Loki then changes himself into a horse as well. that
0: a female horse he changes himself into then? Yeah. <laughs> Okay.
2: So he does that, so then he basically, like, seduces his male horse, so then he doesn't, like, finish on time because of that, because then he doesn't have the horse to help him. And so then, because of that, then the giant doesn't finish on time, and they, he then tries to, like, kidnap Freya, because he's like, well, this is not fair, blah, blah, blast, I want her. Um, and then Thor comes in and he cracks the giant, he hits the, the giant on the head with his hammer. But because, obviously, Loki is a, a girl horse, <laughs> he gets pregnant. <laughs> he gets pregnant! <laughs> Oh no!
1: No, <laughs> oh, I'm really happy for Loki.
2: <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> he's pregnant, and he gives birth to an eight legged stallion called Sleipner, which he gives to Odin as a present. But I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck?
1: I don't so think rough. you should give your baby to someone as a present, because that might just be me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but also, like, how, like, I, I don't know, I'm just stuck. Like, my head hurts now. So he's turned himself into a girl horse got pregnant and then does he have to stay a girl horse until he gives birth or like does he go um, back himself or i'd imagine
0: he would have to stay as a girl horse because i mean if you're a man i don't think you can give birth but, to like, an eight-legged horse
2: but then you've got a horse growing inside you uh,
1: yeah i think so Stayed as a girl horse for however long <laughs> horses horses are pregnant for
2: you but then what you need... it at the start when he doesn't know he's pregnant and then he's got like a horse inside oh yeah it's just it just that hurt my head reading. It. I'm do like, do you
0: think if he was going to change himself into a female horse that it wouldn't have the capacity to get pregnant? But I guess he doesn't. Yeah, have
2: exactly, because he's not a real horse
0: and he's not a real yeah. female either. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> cheeky things is Loki
2: done. So another telling he's helping the gods of Asgard. is when Thor loses his hammer. The Thor asks Loki to help him, and they work together to find the hammer. And then there's this other giant, he, he's basically the one that stole it, and he takes it to the home of the giants. And again, the only way he's going to return it is if Freya agrees to marry him. So I don't know why all the f- giants fancy Freya. got um, the horn. <laughs> so then Loki's plan is to basically kind of cross-dress as well and, like, be a woman to, like, sort of trick the giants and get the hammer back. Like Bugs Bunny does. Think- but- <laughs> yeah, basically. Loki <laughs> just likes being a woman.
0: Yeah, so. he's just, like, total tranny, isn't he?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's quite, like, like bi and gender fluid, isn't he?
2: Yeah. Does, yeah. I don't
1: think those would necessarily be the words they'd use for it in the stories because they're so old, but I feel like he is quite a like sort of bi-gender fluid god. Yeah,
2: because he does take the shape of like men and women, and clearly mm-hmm. men and women animals as well. But, you know, the other story I've got is where he then turns himself into a fish, because he's basically trying to hide from people he's pissed off. Um, Which well, he's probably pissed off quite a lot of people. basically. <laughs> so there's basically a a big feast in Asgard and Loki's not invited because he's the best and no one likes him so he gets really upset and he asks the guards at the door he's like oh what are the gods all talking about and the guards tell him oh they're talking about war weapons and they're just bitching about you basically so Loki then bursts in the gods all go quiet and he asks for a seat and then Odin finally goes right okay fine you can sit with us but then Loki's also an asshole, so he gives a toast to all the gods. And then he just starts, like, insulting them all and, like, being horrible to them all. So then they all start arguing and, like, getting involved. And Loki, like, insults Odin and Odin's wife as well. And then, like, he pisses her off so much that she's like, oh, for my son Baldur was still alive, you would never be sitting here, he'd, like, pretty much beat you up. But he's actually the one that killed Baldur, um. so... <laughs> <laughs> he's just a dick, basically, because he reminds her How of that. How was it?
0: What happened to Baldar Was it something like he got tricked and he got an arrow through his eye or something because of you? Because of Loki? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, poisoned arrow.
2: Like he didn't actually kill him, but he was responsible. Yeah. For his, so that, actually, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, that's understandable why you would have a grudge against him for that.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And um, and then like Freya's in this again. She says that Loki's like crazy, and he just calls her a whore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Happy families in the North <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs>
2: oh my god but yeah he's basically just pissing everyone off like insulting everyone um, and then Thor kind of arrives and gets really pissed off and he's like just starts threatening Loki that he's going to beat him up so Loki then hides himself as a salmon and like goes into the river as a salmon but then the gods actually do catch him and then they lock him up until Ragnarok but yeah he's just a bit of a pain in the ass really but I still think he's cool
1: I'm thinking right. of him as a salmon in jail now which is quite entertaining
2: yeah it just I don't know who makes these
0: things up. I think he banged some giant who then had children, like daughters, who were hideously ugly. They were hidden away somewhere, but like one of them like created the poison to like kick off Ragnarok or something. So oh. Loki's kind of responsible for all of
2: that. Think- and he abandoned these kids because he didn't really give a fuck about I <laughs> think he was um, bound up as a salmon. Yeah. Uh, someone puts a, a snake above him as well and that also keeps torturing him while he's tied oh, up so i mean if he's in that much torture maybe that's why he started the war because he's a bit like oh fuck he's on
0: yeah fair enough yeah.
2: but he kind of brought him on himself by being a dickhead. so don't be a dick yeah basically don't be a dick that's always like the life lesson in every story is don't be a dick and <laughs> yeah it is but yeah he's still my favorite quad because he's just he just doesn't give a shit I like, think
0: he really doesn't. I like He's, that he just roasts his entire family at that feast, <laughs> even though he begged to come in and be part
2: of it, and then just proceeds to roast the fuck out of them all. <laughs> I know. He just has no fear, does he? Also, yeah, when he was a salmon and he was getting tortured and stuff, why didn't he just change into something smaller and then escape? Or fly, yeah.
0: Well, maybe yeah. the poison from the snake that was above him prevented him from doing that. Or maybe. Possibly. Or pretty.
1: change into, like, a blue whale and just roll about on everyone. <laughs> <you're>
0: like, <laughs> yeah, you'd think if you turned yourself into a salmon, you would get eaten by something else. I
2: know. It's just not a clever thing to change yourself into. Like, I just don't get why. Like, why? Maybe so. he just wanted to be caught. Yeah. Also, I can realised that even though he's a trickster, and he does seem like really, like, because like, you have to be quite clever to trick people, but he also just seems a bit stupid. <laughs> Do you like, think maybe he
0: does that because he's like the sort of black sheep in the family that just really wants to fit in, but nobody ever really accepts him, so he just acts out
2: for attention? He just fights back at them because mm-hmm. they're all being dicks to him as well. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, he's
0: definitely got a lot more charisma than Four does. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he's more fun. Yeah. I think
1: Loki and Abraxas should be friends. <laughs> I feel
2: like all these three gods should be like, all of them should be friends. I think
0: they would have fun. I think Hecate would get pissed off with Abraxas after a while. I don't think she yeah, tolerates men a like, lot.
1: Oh god, she, she like have no Darla patience. a similar energy and then Abraxas and Loki. Also. Yeah, because
2: yeah. I, I don't think Hecate would like Loki. I think she'd have like, no.
0: absolutely
2: no patience for him whatsoever. Yeah,
0: but then he could turn himself into a dog and then she'd like him
1: true
0: <laughs> she'd probably feel sorry for him and take him in but i don't think she'd be fooled by that she'd probably mm-hmm. just turn him back into loki and say you're not fooling okay. me any, <laughs> with that shit bitch like enough <laughs> your nonsense pal yeah <laughs> yeah oh, god but, yeah.
2: oh there we quite... go stories of the gods fun times god, god, god. i do feel like oh, going off god. to watch a marvel film now watch film i said i do feel like going off to watch a marvel film now yeah Watch the one with Loki in it. <laughs> He's um, the best characters though,
0: he is. He keeps you, don't, you don't really see Tom Hiddleston anymore. What happened mm-hmm. to him? Yeah. He will be back in the you new know, um, spin-off series Loki, which involves him time traveling for some reason. Looks good. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry.
0: So what are we gonna do for our episode next week, guys? We're pulling a number out of hat again. Mm.
1: we can do unless anyone has any ideas
0: no, no
2: not really
1: okay well, then someone <laughs> pick a number brain
2: is void of ideas <laughs> yes pick number, number
1: two uh number two is freak shows Ooh.
2: okay i like
0: that okay okay so we'll be doing freak
1: shows
2: freak yeah what? shows you
0: just freak show any, has anyone ever been to a freak show i mm. definitely haven't apart from i, I feel like i feel like it's mean feel,
2: I don't, I don't think it's okay to call people freaks in general unless they're actually freaks.
0: I got called free- a freak on a daily basis in school. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but see, if someone's like born with something different or weird, I think it's a shame.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't fly now. But yeah. uh, back then, what were they going to do? They weren't going to, they didn't have any way of making a career, so they may as well just do it. Yeah.
2: Like, from... take a, like, have some sort of use out of it, I guess. But it's just not, it's a shame. Right, well, that was
0: fun. Uh, thanks it very was. much for listening peeps
2: peeps fuck fuck off leslie <laughs> oh, <no.
1: laughs> abraxis would like you all to know that Abraxas thanks you for listening
0: yeah abraxis says um, abraxis would like you to Abraxas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can email us at crystal podcast at mail.com my inbox is still empty so send me something and yeah or yeah just send me an email then that's fine and um, we've got our facebook page crystal myth podcast page uh oh, just crystal myth or you can just look us up on twitter which again is like crystal myth podcast um there's a big thumbs up okay oh, so heart. <laughs>
2: that was weird I, mean, just like,
0: yeah, I was really
1: wanted you to do that okay.
2: yeah okay there's like uh, a really sarky clapping face as well what the fuck thanks Jan thanks
0: Or you can, I've got my own Twitter, which is at Kitty Kilbride. But you don't really want to go on that. It's just a lot of shite. Anything you want to share before we
2: leave?
1: Uh, You can contact me in my dreams if you have some sort of magical Freddy Krueger powers.
2: (laughs) Okay. I thought you didn't if you did, because
1: that just sounds a bit scary. Okay, so don't contact Yaz through hard dreams, just me.
2: They'll kill you in your dreams, and then you die in real life.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm aware of the Freddy Krueger grunt. Freddy Krueger. Why
0: would you want them to be? That would be games. a good topic for one of our podcast guys. Dreams. Ooh.
1: i on the list. Oh, i on That's a
2: good. Alrighty, one. Alrighty then. Okay, yeah,
0: right. so you can go eat now. Have fun. Um, bye. Bye. I can't stop. Sorry, sorry. Chris so